What is up, world? It is Andre J here welcoming you to another great episode of Bulletproof Souls Beats, the podcast. Wow, it's been about eight months since the last time we sat down, we talked about things, and I want to thank you for staying patient, staying loving, staying safe. As you all know, 2020 was a hell of a year. It put so much on us so much there's so many things going on in the world people are fighting spiritually they're fighting mentally there are so many battles going on right now and i'm just praying and hoping that everybody just keeps on holding on because we did make it and we're not here in vain thank you thank you thank you thank you we've been doing this since 2019 that is such a blessing a blessing that has this longevity so far and a blessing to still be able to do it as of today so i thank you even though um i haven't been here actively uh, a lot um you your love is felt it's appreciated and i just make it my mission every time i'm able to come here and speak to you i say thank you because i really do appreciate you you mean the world and i thank you i really do i really 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 do um for those of you who are just joining thank you welcome this is bulletproof soul speaks the podcast um wow <laughs> thank you for allowing me to love you and inviting me into your homes, your cars, your your ears, wherever you choose to listen. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And because um, I have some new folk um, that have entered the room, I want to share a testimony. And this testimony is about growth. And even though my current listeners already may have gotten the idea of this because it is on previous episodes, the first couple, I believe, or the first one, um, I want to share it again because I'm in a better space now about just how you can just look back on your life and see how you've grown, even through the trials and the tribulations and just the things that didn't go right. You can see the growth within that. And I owe it nothing. I owe it to nobody other than the man above. It's not my work. It's his work. He's working through me. And just pretty much every day I wake up, I'm seeing more and more what my calling is and why I'm here. So that's what this testimony is about. It's about growth. Um, Before I even begin to even think about being behind this microphone, my calling at least what I thought, which I, I, I cannot say I think because it's more evident every day that this is it. But anyway, um, growing up, I knew that I wanted to be involved with people. It's crazy because I'm such a personal and introvert like person. I don't like to let people know too much about me or have too many people around me. And at one point I said, I don't like humans. Like, this is crazy with what I'm about to tell you, but that's the truth. I have to be as honest as I can be. I didn't like people, but I knew that I wanted to be a teacher, right? (laughs) As crazy as it sounds, that's my reality. That's my truth. I wanted to be a teacher, um, growing up, I would host um, little teaching sessions like we would play with the community. You know, you know, you know your, your friends and you grow up with, you know, you 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 live with them for years. You go to school together <laughs> and you end up just playing school with them. But in my mind, I was taking it serious because I'm like, this is what I really want to do for the rest of my life. 
And as I got older, it carried along, you know, it carried along with me, which I'm very thankful for. Um, You know, I started to go to school for that and things like that and just try to pursue that part. And um, in recent years, you know, a career happened. So I stopped going to school for that to work and things like that. You know, when situations arise, you have to take action, do what you need to do, get it done. So I entered in a workforce into corporate America and my mind shifted about things that I want to do. I carried a passion that followed me at through childhood as well. Cause my mom loves music. She was seeing karaoke with me behind her as a baby laying there. She would dress up, you know, and put the radio on and record herself singing over songs. So inside of me embedded as well, was a passion for music and a love for music. When I listen to music, it's an experience. Like I'm dissecting melodies and harmonies and lyrics and flows and just, I fell in love with it and I said, I wanted to do it. I wanted to be a covers artist. And if you don't know what covers artist is, pretty much you're redoing a work that has already been placed, um, has been already recorded. And you put your little love and touch on it or whatever. And I had so many musical influences, but two that really inspired me to do it and get into it was one Jill Scott for her. Oh, my God. That is that's my sister from (laughs) that is my entertainment sister. I love her so much. Her her pen game is just wonderful. Like she's able to tell a story in such a way that. Just just it just captures you, it captures your mind, it captures your attention. And that's what she did. And she encouraged me to write. And I started writing like poetry and things like that. And most the the, the defining moment of my love for her and her work came. I loved all her music, but uh, album of hers that will always take place and take a special place in my heart was called The Real Thing, Words and Sounds, Volume 3, that released in 2007. When I tell you (laughs) every social media handle that I had had the real thing in it because the work, the writing, even though it was a kind of erotic album, still with just the way she wrote it and communicated the words, the feelings, the emotions was just amazing. And it caused me to want to write. If I had a vocalist that I looked up to that made just everything feel so good and so special. And that will be the one and only the voice Whitney Houston. May she rest in peace. May she uh, rest knowing that we loved her. At least I did. I loved her so much through all of her, 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 her best moments, her worst moments. I just loved her as a whole, as a person, because she really was here to help us through and inspire us through her voice and her music. And I know one one thing for sure, no matter what she did, she kept God first. And I'm I'm pretty sure she's right up there with him just singing away along with the rest of them. So uh, that's just a couple of my influences. I'm influenced by a lot of people, um, a couple of others in the industry. But those are my top two that I, I hold dear to my heart and encouraging me and getting me ready um, to want to embark on singing and things like that. So anyway, through my career, I met a lot of people, built great relationships. And, you know, it was becoming more evident. The thing that I didn't like the most was 
the thing that I gravitated more to, and that's people. Like I said, I didn't really care to be around a lot of people at one point in my life. But, you know, looking back and, and just looking through the years and everything, like that's where you identify or at least God identifies what you're meant to be here for. And I must admit, I ignored it because, again, the stubborn me wants to do what I want to do. And that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> and that was music. But, hey, you know, you got to get real then sometimes. You got to, you know, the signs come. And that's what happened. The relationship that I was building with my great people, we started to talk and confide in each other. And they started to ask me, like, why aren't you doing any speaking or why aren't you doing this? You speak with such passion. Like, I really pay attention to you when you're talking. And I'm just like, oh, shut up in my head. Like, (laughs) you're just saying that because you know me or whatever. But um, me, I'm just the average Joe. I'm not thinking I'm doing anything very special being looked at as a motivational figure is a is a great thing but it's also like wow like it's a wow moment because it's like people are actually looking up to you as a role model and you know role models are looked at at all time and I wasn't ready for that like I just wanted to my idea of how I handle people is is that you never know what someone is going through so when they come home they could have just fought a battle spiritually mentally physically whatever battle it was when they come to work I feel like it's my duty to say hey how are you today let me try to make you laugh because I don't know what you went through I don't care to ask you to be intrusive or in your business but all I know is is if you went through anything or if you had a struggle I'm gonna help you through that struggle I'm gonna make you laugh and that's just how I carry myself and I believe firmly in that But again, the talk started happening. People just started bringing it up and bringing it up. And I'm just ignoring it. I'm just like, in my mind, I know what I want to do. I want to do a music, you know, do a music. But (laughs) I want to do music. I want to sing. I want to write. I want to do that. No, (laughs) clearly not what you're going to do. And that's pretty much a part of this testimony and the growth process is you have to understand that you're here for something. Where I wanted to be was not where I needed to be, if that makes sense. So, you know, it was crazy because you have to understand that you have to get out of your own way sometimes. I was getting everything that I needed from people that if I did say I wanted to do this, I had all the support there because they they will definitely support me. They believe in me. They say you could do it. Go ahead. But that self-doubt. Whew. And I'm not going to lie to you. Although I've grown, <laughs> I still battle moments where self-doubt just comes and rips everything apart. I had to learn how to maneuver and get out of my own way. So everything positive someone would say to me about speaking and doing the things of that nature, I took a negative standpoint of it and said, not doing it. What do I have to offer? What do I have to talk about? That was the main thing. Like you guys, you want me to speak? I don't even know if people are going to listen. Like they don't want to hear my voice is annoying, like whatever. Like they, I don't have anything interesting to talk about. Like, no. But that's that self-doubt kicking in because I'm telling you, self-doubt is a bitch. 
we're gonna call it what it is like we're gonna call a thing a thing like that's what my one of my favorite mentors missy yanla van zandt would say let's call a thing a thing i'm calling a thing a thing self-doubt is a bitch and it detracts from your value and it will have you thinking that you are worthless and i had many moments where i felt like that when it came down to doing speaking of any type we're even not even going to talk about a podcast yet because they haven't even made it there but it's like whatever i'm not doing this i don't feel like i'm capable self-doubt will have you feeling incapable and i was just like wow this is some crazy shit like i'm really sitting up here getting all the positive feedback like so many people don't have that very thing i had called support it's somebody's family someone is going through something right now where maybe their family disowned them, don't believe in them, don't love them, don't support them in anything they do. They could have said that I'm going to do everything you want me to do and they still won't support them. And I had all the love and support from people and friends and family. I'm just sitting up here shitting over it because I'm like, oh, there goes self-doubt. I'm going to give in to her, let her know that, yeah, you want to make me feel worthless? Sure as shit, I'm worthless. <laughs> Fuck it. Like, it's just whatever like i'm not doing that but <laughs> there is always an answer um to your prayers and when i actually sat down and started thinking i was just like not too many people are going to say you're capable of doing something if you are not able because that means they believe in you and they want to see you grow and they want to see you succeed but um, I had to sit down and figure it out myself. So I started questioning. I'm like, okay, well, you know, got a little feedback, <laughs> got a little feedback. And mm, <laughs> I was still like at that self-doubt stage. Like, no, this can't be like, I'm, what do I got to say? What can I say? But sometimes you have to go deep in within and say, get uncomfortable with, you know, you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and just saying like, okay, all right. So I started to believe the hype. <laughs> that's, that's, here's the calling. Reevaluating your place in the world, taking that stand and saying, I am where I need to be. God comes <laughs> as he always does um and show me that although my child you want to be here I feel like you should be here and the crazy part about it is when you look at it from me telling you guys that I wanted to be a teacher to begin with I didn't like people but when I meet people I'm able to navigate towards them and motivate them and uplift them and inspire them but I want to do music. And now my relationships that I've built, they are telling me that you're capable of speaking. You are capable of doing this. It becomes to pretty much come full circle of where I need to be. I need to be involved with the people. You get what I'm saying? Like the calling. Here it is. <laughs> Receive it. Sometimes we aren't where we want to be, but we are where we need to be. 
And that's what that experience taught me to reevaluate myself and listen to all of those people who were supporting me and loving me and uplifting me and wanting me to do good things. Even though music is a good thing, it was not ready. It, I was not ready for that. It was not where I needed to be. I needed to be somewhere else. So let's talk about how the process began. <laughs> when I started to believe that my calling was to be involved with the people and speak and things like that. So when we begin, oh, <laughs> so when I said the journey began, when we first started, I meant it because <laughs> it was a journey, man. I'm telling you, it began in 2018 and I was trying to put it all together and make myself believe it. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, the thing is a thing. Make myself believe it. I didn't believe it yet. So I started making little pictures and things like that. And then I just thought about the name that I had under my belt for a couple of years, which is Bulletproof Soul. I had that name for about five years before I even thought about any of this. And the inspiration comes from my musical influences. Um, Bulletproof Soul is a song written by Sade. That was on her Love Deluxe album, which talks about a relationship that really kind of broke her in a sense. And, and it hit her like a, a, a bulletproof, like, you know, it hit her like a slow bullet. OK, the S.O.L., the soul, how I spell it, comes from inspiration from Solange Knowles and her second album. Was it Soul Angel and uh, Hadley Street Dreams? That's the correct name for it. If I'm if I'm butchering that, I apologize. I love you, Solange. I love the album. Love your music. Um, anyway, um, the first three letters of her name is SOL. I decided to make SOL soul. And the meaning I took on for that name was um, pretty much no matter what you go through, you have to be strong. You are tough. You have a bulletproof soul. You can make it through. You can endure it. Right. And even though I've created such an empowering meaning behind my name, I wasn't living through it. Hence, I'm doubting myself about if this is what I want to do. So anyway, I started to create media for it and get excited for it. And I said, let me register my name. I want to be able to do this righteously when I do start it. So did all that, got it ready. I said, I'm going to release this November 5th, 2018. That's my birthday. I wanted to do it on that day. Make it feel special. Give it meaning, right? Decided to do it. I recorded it. Didn't like it trash <laughs> straight up trash at least that's what I thought so I threw it away and I said forget it it's not that doesn't feel organic I feel like it's forced so I laid it down and I laid it down for about a month or two laid it down I said I want to start the new year off with doing something different doing something great just pretty much worthwhile because I wanted to believe this, like I was tapping into that emotion that made me believe it. So I started to build a buzz and say, save the date. We're going to look for March. We're going to do it this day. We birthed the baby. <laughs> the labor of love came to light. It came true. In March of 2019, we started Bulletproof Soul Speaks, the podcast officially. And I think... When I got closer to it and I started to believe in myself more, that's what made it a reality that it was happening and that I could do it. Even though if I fell short, I'm going to learn along the way. 
And I just remember the day when I submitted the first episode and the podcast idea through the Apple podcast um, link or whatever. And they responded like, I know this is their general way of doing things to everybody. So if you've my listeners out there, if you have a podcast that's going on and you probably been through this, too. But it was special for me because I'm just like, wow, it was accepted. Even though I had all the acceptance and support in, in the world, I was still looking for something else to give me that spunk and say, yeah, you could do it. And that's what did it. And when I saw it there, I was just like, wow, <laughs> they accepted it. Like, I don't know where I'm going with this, but they uh, believed in me and gave me a chance and say, hey, welcome to Apple Podcast. So from there on, there it is. And not to, to say that all of the self-doubt went away because I did take sporadic breaks between then and um, and now, but it was needed for healing. But I'm just able to see how far I've grown since then and today. I'm more confident in myself. I believe and know that this is my place. That's why I had to come back. It felt good and it felt organic to come back after eight months. Now, mind you, I wanted to tap into this particular area in my life and kind of reintroduce myself to the world because even though it was a great run and we did a great first season and we're still at the beginning of the second season, but we did a great first season and I spoke about some truths that people may not be able to touch about, about mental health and, and sexual abuse and things like that and all, all the good stuff. And most of it chronicled my career downfall. I was in such a bad place. And you just think like, how could you? You give us such encouragement. You give us such motivation. How could you be in a down spot? Well, you know, I am human as we all are. We're learning every day. But when I look back, I was such in a bitter place. I allowed anger to take over. I got comfortable with being okay with not accepting that it was time to move on. Like I got comfortable in a in being in the trenches and down below. Like in order for you to believe that there is light at the end of the tunnel, you have to stop embracing the darkness. Let me say that again. In order for you to understand that there is light at the end of the tunnel, you have to stop embracing the darkness. I embrace the darkness. I let it take me over and I let it destroy me mentally. I never wanted to harm myself, hurting myself in any type of way, like physically, but mentally I was tearing my brain up because I could not let go what was what was happening. And now I look back at those episodes like I don't listen to them. You know, I don't listen to them. I know it sounds crazy, but I don't listen to them because it's just like I wasn't in a good spot, even though that is a tool that someone used to pretty much motivate themselves to get to the next level. I don't like to go back there because it was just like it took me a while to actually get comfortable with being away from it. Because like I didn't know I was that bad, like sometimes when you're living in it, when you're living in the shit, like when you are definitely in the shit, like I'm talking about laying down in the dirt. It's easy for you to 
go through it. It's natural. It's automatic. Like it's a routine. That's what it was. It was a routine. Me embracing the darkness was a routine. I got up. I was functional. I got up. I worked. I did what I did. I got another job, did this, did that, took care of my mother, you know, just all around, like did what I needed to do. But I was, was I here? No, I don't know where the hell I was. Don't even know how I was operating, but functional, functional person here embracing the darkness. Right. But when I said goodbye to it and I, I, I can say that at I can't really remember the exact, exact moment that I said goodbye to it. But I would say it had to be probably the end of 2020 and beginning into 2021. I got rid of it. Something happened. It was a shift, a needed shift. I woke up like I'm, I've been working on other projects within the last eight months, like off and on. But when the new year came, I felt so good and so creative and just things were coming to my mind. Like I'm talking about with writing music and then just getting back to where I needed to be when it came down to creating and sharing a word and messages and just tools that we all can use to grow to the next level. I felt so good about it. I felt so good. <laughs> it was an unspeakable joy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just something that came over me that nobody could take from me. Nobody could tell me. And wow, it was just so good. It was so good. And I'm just like, wow, I'm so thankful. I, I, I'm so thankful that I answered the call because you know what? The growth part is great because you got to remember, we want to constantly grow. So that means we have to constantly continue to do the work, do the work that we need to do. And you got to understand that when you answer that call, just because you answered it, the work does not end there. You have to keep going because, like I said, you want to plant seeds for them to grow and you want to water them. If you don't put no water on it, it's not going to grow. You know what I'm saying? So you want to continuously grow. And that's why it was so important for me to look back at that stage of my life, even though I created a great thing. I created a great source. But where I was while I was nurturing the source <laughs> was not in a good place. And it's OK to say that because it shows like. How down to earth I am. I, I am human. And that's one thing we have to realize when the world tells us we have to be this way because it looks good on paper that you don't show any signs of weakness. But do you know the people that do that pretty much go through the most hell because they can't go to anybody because guess what they told them? Man up, woman up. Like. It's not about how you fall. It's about how you get up. And I had to get up from that shit. I had to get up from the darkness because we embraced it. Remember, we embraced the darkness. We couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel because we was embracing that darkness. I had to let it go. I had to let it go. And it it like it just rejuvenated me and made me feel so good. Um, I posted on Facebook. I said, only you know when the time is right. And the time was right. I'm here. 
And I, again, I, I cannot go without saying thank you to everybody. Those warriors out there praying and, and loving and wondering where I'm at, where I was and all that. I appreciate it. That's the strength that we need. You know, you feel it. When you when you when you in touch with your calling and you're in touch with the people and everything, you feel that goodness, you feel that greatness. That's what it was for me. So I have to thank you. I cannot thank you. First, the man above, and then I got to thank my saints out there, man. You, you're so good. You're so good. And without you all, I wouldn't have anything to say and be behind this mic. It will be pointless. But you are there, and I'm here, and I thank you because we work good together. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I get back, I am going to introduce something new to you. Um I'm always trying to elevate to the next level. And I feel like this portion or this segment that I'm going to introduce after I come back will be that just just that thing. It's going to be quite exciting um, this time around. So I'll be back um, short intermission and uh, we'll get back to it. Love you guys. What's up, everybody? Andre J here. Welcome back. Welcome back. I said before we left on the break that I wanted to introduce a new segment that I'm going to be doing in the podcast to make it a little bit more exciting and interesting. That is going to be called Spotlights. Now, it's a little bit different. Um, Again, I want to add more fun elements um, to um, the show or what have you. And pretty much it's going to be things that I listen to, the music that inspires me, a book I'm reading, a movie I like, TV show, game, whatever. Things on those those lines I will be sharing with you. Um, This one is a special one. This week's spotlight is special because I've been following um, these women and they actually are the reason why I decided also to come back with you guys because they put a fire in me to make me remember what was important and what I had to offer uh, to the world. So um, my goodness, like I talked about her a little bit earlier. <laughs> so this week's spotlight goes to J.L. the podcast in partnership with iHeartRadio. Let me just tell you, Jill Scott, as I spoke on her a little bit earlier she is one of my musical idols, uh, a, a big influence of of, uh, of why I wanted to write, why I started to write poetry and why I started to delve into a little bit of songwriting and things like that. I mean, sister is sick with the pen, like hands down, like you got to give it to her. Um, she and her beautiful co-hosts and sisters, um, Laia St. Clair, who was featured on Questlove Supreme podcast and Asia Graydon. A beautiful wife, mother, and singer in the renowned neo-soul group Kindred the Family Soul with her husband, um, who have made such timeless hits such as Far Away, Stars, just to name a couple. And they also have a new song out right now called The Best Things, I'm telling you, is what we needed right now. These women speak about issues that many are afraid to touch on. They give like from whoopings and spankings to how we can create our our own holidays and molestation and all of those things. And just being more comfortable with sparking those conversations about those issues, giving many people, not only women, but men, hope. Um, And they also do it in a very encouraging, enlightening way. Um, They have a little fun 
with the topics as well, just to kind of just, you know, soften the blow. But they keep the integrity of the honesty. I mean, it's just amazing. It's always good to hear a woman's perspective, especially in a world, a very sexist world where women's voices, people fought so hard for women to be heard. And now we're in a new age where so many people are trying to silence women again. So it's very good um, that they are able to come out and talk and just speak freely. Um, And I just love them for that. And I just thank them for um, using their platform to inspire not only women, but so many other people out here, men alike, um, to just do great for themselves and be better. That's what our our ultimate end game goal is. So that's this that is uh, my spotlight for the week. Um, you can definitely um, tune in to them every Wednesday on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. I thank you all for um, giving us something so good and so real. We definitely needed it. Um, I just have to say. It is amazing to be here. It's amazing to see here before you all and do this and feel inspired again and just take the testimony of growth and apply it to your life and just look back on all of the things that you've been through, all of the things that you felt like you accomplished, you didn't accomplish and look at where you are today. Remember, you might not be where you want to be, but you're where you need to be. And if you're where you need to be, needs a little bit more work, you do the work and take it to that next level and get to where you're ultimately happy at. So again, without you all, this podcast would be nothing. I want to thank you all for believing in me and allowing me to love you and inviting me into your homes. We'll definitely be back with another episode. Keep you, uh, I will definitely keep you posted on what we're going to talk about next and be on the lookout for those spotlights, because like I said, I'm going to be sharing things that make me feel good. You never know. I might have a surprise guest on, you know, we're being innovative. We're recreating a wheel and making things a little bit better this time around. So stay with me. You know, the journey is continuous. The work is continuous. Believe in yourself enough to know that there's always light at the end of the tunnel. When you quit embracing the darkness, I talk to you guys soon. I love you all. And thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Bulletproof Soul Speaks, the podcast. Love you forever. Talk to you soon. Hey guys, it's me again, Andre J here. Don't forget to check out today's Spotlight Podcast, J.Eel, the podcast, sponsored by the Black Effect Podcast Network with iHeartRadio.